like the military does this with people um, at, at the highest levels. Um, mm -hmm. But it's really fun to integrate it with your clients and with fighters because it's a very similar necessity. Um, you mm. need to be able to process what's happening while someone's attacking you and still be able to, to design and implement a game plan based on what's in front of you. Hello, and welcome to Think Fit, Be Fit podcast on the Think Fit, Be Fit podcast network. My name is Jennifer Schwartz. I am the hostess and creator of this podcast network, and I am so excited to share the second part of this conversation with my friend AJ of the Body Mechanic based in Bellevue, Washington at the Athletic Training Institute. We are going to discuss some very important topics about concussions and fighting and, mo and, and tie in what we've been doing throughout the podcast network, which is talking about motor learning and motor control. Welcome if you are a new listener. We have a unique setup here at Think Fit Be Fit Podcast Network. We actually have a collection of shows on one feed. We publish three shows that are the intersection of exercise mechanics, human movement science, and critical thinking. The whole entire network of three shows is dedicated to effective thinking for potent exercise. This collection of shows discusses the nuances of training to help trainers, coaches, athletes, and fitness lovers connect deeper to their exercise. If you are not a new listener and are a subscriber, please head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. We are lacking reviews this year. We have plenty of five-star ratings and plenty of subscribers and plenty of downloads, but we are missing a huge element here to help grow this podcast, which are your reviews. It is almost the end of 2021, and I would love to finish this year with a few more of those iTunes reviews, and I would love to also read them on air. If you would like to receive a free water bottle, leave that review, screenshot it, and throw it over to our Instagram at thinkfitbefit underscore podcast, and I will gladly send over um, a gift just for you, for your openness and honestly, like your courage to think differently and deeper about exercise. And back to today's episode where I, it's just like the second half of the conversation that I recorded with AJ. And I really thought it was appropriate to divide it into two because they have impact on their own. The first one where I was able to talk about like biohackers and muscle activation techniques, RX, and just a unique perspective on the muscular system was published on October 25th, 2021. And this one, our follow-up has its own impact and sits on its own because we talk about uh, some really important topics in mixed martial arts, fighting and sports overall. We, um, 
you know, AJ and I have bonded so much over human performance and how to get eek more out of our athletes. And we both have worked really at an elite level and all the way down to like the fundamental and elementary level of sports performance. So, um, you know, he's, he's my, he's my brother from another. That's how I, that's how I see him. So, I, um, you, this won't be the last time you hear from him and just head on over to Instagram if you want to keep the conversation going with all of us. So like I said, we're, uh, think fit, be fit underscore podcast on Instagram. I am Jennifer underscore Simone underscore Schwartz and AJ is underscore the body mechanic on Instagram. One of the most notable things about this episode is that we are connecting how all of this stuff comes together. AJ actually had no idea that we had been talking about motor learning and motor control. And that is really interesting to me. So keep that in mind and check out the episodes that are in the show notes on this episode so that you can dive deeper into research that supports what were the perspectives that we're sharing into even glossary terms uh, of the, the science in, in these episodes. And we also leave a suggestion for a book that he mentioned. And if you want to work with us on a more, individual level you can also find our contact information down there but the main thing I'm trying to get across is that having a unique perspective on exercise and fitness is part of our job and like exploring those things and getting our hands on it and testing it and it is an ongoing conversation it's an ongoing learning process process it's a ongoing curiosity and I am so driven and excited to share this stuff with you guys so I really look forward to what you have to say in your iTunes review or when you reach out and just say hello and let us know what you're learning or um, what questions you have about developing your thought process further and becoming more engaged with exercise beyond a superficial level I, I think there's way too much information out there for us to be simmering on this like surface level of what exercise can do, what really good training can do for our athletic pursuits and taking care of our body for the long term. Thank you guys so much for being here and uh, please enjoy this episode. So um, let's like switch gears a little bit. <laughs> um, what have you been doing, um, training wise, uh, for your athletes? Like you're always working with interesting people and like, um, people like totally just, you know, on their own scale, like doing their own <laughs> like crazy stuff. So what's, what's exciting in that area of your professional life? Uh, okay. Um, so I have been working, uh, uh, one of the things that I really like to do is power mechanics and dynamics for striking, um, mm -hmm. punching, kicking, knees, elbows, uh, and I'm learning throws. I cannot say that I'm a thrower. Uh, I know like one and a half throws and I can execute them mediocrely. Uh, mm -hmm. So still working, uh, but 
in terms of again the, the power mechanics and and um dynamics like so which means how do i get my client to generate mechanically efficient power outputs um that meaning that when you strike an object you have to have an overriding force uh to the object that you're imparting that force into in order to have the strike deliver force into the object otherwise you have reverberations into the skeleton that uh, eventually cause degradation in a negative way so when you hit something you have to actually hit it versus push it which is anyone who's boxed will or at least a, a box for a long time will understand the difference um same thing happens with kicks uh you know elbows and knees um but all of that is predicated upon the ability to maintain balance because if you just hit once and you can't hit again you're pretty much useless or you're a literal one hit wonder and please god hope that you hit um so i've been playing with a couple clients on uh how to maintain balance and create uh i call it the central pillar so that you can rotate around how do i maximize their their rotational axis while maintaining balance and the ability to move throughout the entire process um and seeing how that goes and then my biggest thing i've been playing with is uh actually like learning theory for humans um mm. and i teach uh juggling uh basic juggling mm -hmm. but i teach basic juggling um for a couple reasons one there's, there's a variety this is pretty fun so the the serotonin and dopamine hit when someone juggles for the first time it you can see it on their face it's really cool it's very satisfying um and it's awesome. Like it just, Hey, you feel better after you do like, Hey, I did that. So you have this, this hit of accomplishment in your, in your brain. Um, and then as proficiencies increase, I layer patterns. So I go, okay, you're going to run this pattern. Now you're going to run this pattern while walking forward and backwards. Then you're going to do it while going sideways. Then you're going to do it while maintaining a boxing stance or a kickboxing stance and integrate footwork. Now you're going to snap your eyes up and have your change in a focal plane. So now you're looking at something and still doing a motor movement. And then okay. I use that to mm -hmm. check for concussive effects post fights. So now if they can't execute the things that I know they can execute, I know that their system is not prepared enough to take another fight, which means that they're, I'm preventing the fighter from being in danger, which is my job. My, my job is to, to make sure these guys are safe. Uh, you know, if you're working with me and you're in my care in that sense, I will be honest with you. And if I don't think that you're ready for another one, I will tell you some people don't like that. But at that point, um, that's that's why I do what I do because I watched a lot of people that I, I cared dearly for. Um, I watched I literally watched their brains degrade. Um, mm. That sucked and it was mm. it's heartbreaking and heart wrenching. Um, mm. But the the cool thing about that is that uh, the like I said earlier, I mentioned the layering of information, um, the hmm. the ability to layer information and subsequently teach automated patterns. Um, I forgot the spot in the brain that it stored. I think it's like the amygdala. Um, there's a really good book called The Power of Habit, and it talks about where these things are stored. Um, and so apologies for not remembering that. Uh, but basically. Yeah. Well, that is actually a big, that's actually a big topic um, from the other hosts because they are actual clinicians and pioneers in motor learning and motor control. Mm -hmm. I will link to relevant shows in the show notes, but sorry, please go ahead and okay. finish what you were saying. Okay. 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 Uh, but yeah, so basically simply put, um, the mechanism by which humans learn and the layering effect and that juggling thing 
every single person I've taught does the same three mistakes as they learn. Mm -hmm. That's fascinating because it's every human I've worked with, man, woman, elite athlete, Joe Schmo, it doesn't matter. They all do the same basic sets of mistakes. The number of times they make that mistake is different, but they all make the same mistakes. Mm -hmm. And it's like really cool because I'm like, oh, no shit. Um, and then you start to see uh, processing speeds in athletes and, and control levels and the amount of in-touchedness they have with their system will dictate the speed that they rectify the mistakes. But they, the fact that they all make the same mistakes is probably one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Um, mm. And then I take that information and I go, okay, so there is a, a linear progression of sorts with learning um, that you can uh, augment or hack as a trainer. So instead of going, hey, we're going to do this, and it's always this way. It's like, if I layer these things on top of each other, your takeaway is higher than the first one, but less than both. And so I can, you know, you know what I'm saying? So I can actually give you a little bit of an increased bump by doing very specific things. Um, and like, brain hacking and coordination hacking. Um, mm. What's really fun is I've literally watched people speed up uh, mm. And then how do I change their baseline speed, both reaction time, hand speed, um, and recognition of environmental factors. And so the, like the military does this with people um, at, at the highest levels. Um, mm. But it's really fun to integrate it with your clients and with fighters because it's a very similar necessity. Um, you mm. need to be able to process what's happening while someone's attacking you and still be able to to design and implement a game plan based on what's in front of you in quarters of seconds and then mm -hmm. execute. Uh, mm -hmm. And if you don't have the ability to do that in practice, you can't do that in stress time, which means you get your ass kicked and that's no fun. Uh, well, yeah, the perception of events and time are huge in yeah. that sport. Um as any most sports in general, but um, especially that one. And, you know, it's just an, yeah, it's like perfect timing. So um, one of the terms that comes to mind when I'm listening to your um, discoveries is uh, cognitive loading. You know, you're adding a cognitive load to um, something that has become automated by the athlete. So by adding that cognitive load, you're not adding to the joint stress potentially, which is awesome, which is where the mistakes are made, you guys, like in the training process. So a trainer that doesn't understand that will just start adding more weight to the balls, right? Or like they'll add um, stand on one leg kind of thing, right? Where... Um, or they'll add an unstable surface or they will, I can't believe that's still like, a, you know, a reliable progression for so many trainers out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, or they'll just, you know, add a tempo that they're not used to, which is, you know, obviously a physical component of training and, you know, physical components are very important in training, but like you're talking about some adding, something to create a little bit of chaos in their thought, in their thinking mechanisms. And that's freaking cool. So the, the episode that was published today features this guest that 
the guys at Fitness for Consumption have had. This is his fifth appearance. And he's a researcher in, he's a, he's essentially a neuro, you know, he's a neuromuscular researcher. So he published that paper on, you know, foam rolling um, almost, you know, six, seven years ago that, well, they looked at like foam rolling the calf versus and like the actual tight calves and the knots were identified on the other leg and they just found like an anagelic effect through the whole body by doing some rolling you know and like his name's dr david bame so they are talking about that literally it was just released today on august august uh october 20th um and they're talking about like speed and the speed like of performance and recognizing like the different variables of performance. Um, and they're talking about um, potentially they referenced a paper that had um, David Bame's name on it. That was talking about how the, your timing and your perception changes with different types of exercise stress. So isometric, eccentric, concentric, Mm -hmm. and how that changes your perception. Um, I think like body heat came into the conversation as well. Um, Obviously physiological, like heat changes are going to change your ability to detect and react and that kind of thing. Um, but the not so obvious things were, you know, inside, inside the muscle contraction, like how does it change and your perception and your speed of information processing and your inputs? Um, not that the inputs change, but your perception of the inputs change. Anywho. Um, yeah. So now I hope you guys are all excited (laughs) to learn just more, learn more, be curious. Um, because, also, um, I want to point back to you to say it's amazing that you found a good way and a tailored way to evaluate concussive injury. Mm-hmm. One of the hardest injuries to evaluate, hands down, if not the. Um, and uh, you know, it's just it's just that's a really good example of like if we follow like the the status quo of care in concussions for fighters and stuff, you are going to end up broken on a level that you had no idea that, you know what I mean? Like you could even there is get no concussive care for fighters. It doesn't exist. Yeah. They, they say yeah. it does. The, the testing that they do uh, is mediocre at best. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. There is no, and I think that the reason that I found it was because I was involved directly. Most of the people that diagnose the concussions have never sparred. They've never been in a fight. They've never had their bell rung and they make assumptions based off of uh, anecdotal evidence and textbook based information. But if you've never experienced what it's like to try to think and you can't and to try to feel uh, uh, or to not feel weird ways that you know are not you, um, to to have an inability to access the information that you know is in your head um, when you notice you're slurring speech, but you can't stop it and you're not drunk. Mm -hmm. Those are things that, man, when you've been in it, um, 
and I wasn't in at a super deep level. I stepped away because I, I was like, Hey, this, I don't think this is for me. I still want to train. I love training. I train as much as I can. Um, and I, I was, I wanted to go to school to get my education to help because I saw this, um, but people that have never done that are making these calls. Oh yeah, you're fine. You gave me an impact test. You gave me a mm -hmm. computer screen to go through. This is shit. You don't know what's happening inside my brain. You're gauging uh, my response time with a mouse on a computer screen to tell me whether or not I'm still concussed. But my friend thinks that I'm still freaking out of it and he knows me. So there's, there's, you're, you're, they're basing and it's objective. They're basing mm -hmm. the speed of response and reaction and a series of things that they're telling you to do. Um, but there's, there's so much more to a concussion. There's so much more to head injuries that people don't recognize. There's, they're just, just starting to do that with the NFL. <laughs> and you have, and holy crap, those guys, holy crap, the amount of damage that happens. But it's still different because you look at a boxer and you look at how many times they get hit in the head in a, in a sparring session, much mm -hmm. less a fight in a sparring session. And sometimes, and most of the time, you get hit harder uh, sparring because your partners know your patterns and they catch you on stuff. And so it's like, hey, that's part of what their job is, is to find that pattern and, and beat it out of you, right? Um, so that you progress as an athlete and as a, as a, a fighter. Um, but those hits add up. Um, mm. And you just see that over and over again. And it's there is no infrastructure. There is no there's like, oh, you got your bell rung. Come on, tough it out, walk it off, get back in there. And I'm like, dude, that guy's got a concussion and he's about to go back in and spar another five rounds because he has to do that. And then he's got a fight in three weeks. Oh, shit. Like, this is a problem. Um, mm. You know, and the problem also is if you don't, and there's too much hard sparring. Um, so the best guys actually don't spar that hard that often. They do spar hard when they need to. And there are, there's mm. a time and place. And they, they build up to it. They have their hard sparring sessions. They, they, they taper down. They, they diagnose, dissect, and uh, restructure. And then they go in and text, they, they test it. They build it. And then they test it again in a harder sparring situation. So there's this, this latency. You have hard spar, bring it down, figure it out, ramp it back up, hard spar. What did we learn? What did we progress from? What things were fixed? What things were not? What other holes were exposed? And they do it. But I mean, there, there's one, so yeah, there's too much hard sparring, but then when you have fights, it's like, there's so much damage and we're so incredibly tough as creatures and very delicate, which is a really interesting dichotomy, but yeah, I, I could go on about this for another hour and I won't, um, but there is no support infrastructure for mm. fighters. Um, and because of the prevalence of MMA in society, um, mm. there's more of it happening. People are like, oh, well, it's not as bad as boxing. Like, yeah, there's not as much head trauma, but dude, you get cracked by a four ounce glove. You're still not right. Um, it's sharper. The, the concussive forces are a little bit different. Um, so I always liken a, a boxing strike uh, to be like an I-beam with a pillow on it. Um, mm. and then, uh, uh, MMA strike because of the, the size of the glove and the, the change in mass is more of like a blackjack. It's sharp and percussive. Um, so the energy transfers are different, uh, but it all yields the same kind of basic overall damage. So, oh my gosh. Well, wow. Um, yeah. So, you know, I really wasn't expecting to, you know, 
like have to go to like that dark place in sports. Yeah. I mean, I should always kind of expect it, but um, yeah, I mean, so, you know, even more important that this is a conversation that people can hear. Cause that is like such a, you know, such a gem of information. So thank you for sharing all that. Absolutely. Um, I got to wrap it up. I got to go. Um, please tell people where to find you and, um, or not, maybe you don't want to talk to anyone. I'm about it. I love talking (laughs) to people. Uh, discussions are some of my favorite. Um, I guess I'm on Instagram at underscore the body mechanic. Um, I have a website that I gotta, gotta properly put up because I've been bad about that. Um, Mm -hmm. so it's the body mechanic, M-A-T, um, at dot com. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. at the Athletic Training Institute in Bellevue, um, mm-hmm. and yeah, I can be reached via any of those mechanisms. I'd probably go through Instagram or the Athletic Training Institute, to be honest with you. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, I if you want to call and just talk, I, I would set time aside to do that. Um, it's it is it's fun. Um, and yeah. Then- well, yeah, you're elevating the sport so thank you you know that's amazing and say hi to everyone for me um (laughs) all right i gotta run thank you so much always a pleasure talking to you jen Thank you guys so much for tuning in for another episode of Think Fit Be Fit podcast. Be sure to subscribe and review on any of the preferred podcast platforms. We also would love to see you on our newsletter at check it out sign up at thinkfitbefitpodcast.com you will receive emails from us twice a month that's it and they are packed with how to dive deeper into this information we're going to feature the researchers and past guests that we've had as well as um, some of the key terms glossary terms from fitness for consumption and you know how how to how to have fun with this information like that's really what we're also trying to show you to do is just to be curious and integrate it and be more effective with your exercise and again you guys are so special for being here for thinking outside of the box and into the undertones of exercise the surface level stuff is all over instagram and all you have to do is like it and and follow a protocol and, you know, buy this pre-made workout, we are asking you to go deeper. That is more difficult than just simply, you know, buying something online, but it is so much more rewarding, so much more effective for your long-term outcomes and probably your shorter ones too. Anyways, uh, I hope that you enjoyed this episode And I cannot wait to hear from you and what you guys are learning from this platform. Have a great week and talk soon.